Hi, everybody. Welcome to A Muggle's Guide to Hogwarts, where we are exploring the Harry Potter series with the ultimate muggle, someone who has never seen the movies, never read the books, never engaged in Harry Potter culture or lore at all in any time in her life, <laughs> refusing to never, ever wanting to dip her toes in a little bit, really just hating Harry Potter as much as possible. Like, don't even mutter, utter, don't mutter or utter the word Harry or Potter or anything around her ever. This is a really long intro. Until I asked her to read it. And now we're reading it together. So we're reading Harry mm. Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. First off, hey, happy uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. That's pretty cool. 2024. Yeah. We did not complete our goal of getting this podcast done by the new year. No, it's okay. we didn't. But it is okay. And I think it was, I'll have to look up the exact date, but I think it's a happy anniversary. I think we were released our very first episode around this time last year. Oh my goodness. Because we had recorded it right before... Christmas, but it, I'm pretty sure we didn't release it until January. We are crazy. One year of this, huh? Mm -hmm. We've gone through three books. Yeah, it's pretty slow <laughs> as far as reading books. <laughs> yeah, <goes>. these books. <laughs> these books aren't hard to read, but you know, we have we have other things. Yeah. But happy New Year, happy holidays, and uh, we only have. Sorry, you gonna say something? Well, I just realized I was doing like a yearly wrap up on all of the books that I read mm -hmm. this year. Like I was writing them all down and I told you about this little like project visual thing I wanted to make. I totally forgot to include these books. Yeah, because this is like work. These add, you know? <laughs> these add three books to my 2023 book list. How many, how many books did you read? Plus these three. Plus these three. I think I'm trying to remember because I had one list for physical books that I read and one list for audiobooks that I listened to. Okay. And I th think I was at like 34, so 37 with these three. Is that three? total? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. It was pretty good this year. I finally had time to be fairly consistent at reading, which was nice. Well, we're back, and we only have two more episodes, this episode and one more. Our next episode is going to be our last one because we're finishing this book mm -hmm. next episode, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Becky read these chapters the other day, like yesterday, and she told me for the first time in this book, she didn't want to stop reading. Mm -hmm. She was like, I, I just need to know what happens next. So that's yeah. exciting. We're yeah, getting, we're getting to like the actual exciting part of the book. All the pieces start to come together and I really wanted to keep reading. Not that I've like been like wanting to stop reading at the other like ends of sections we get to, but you know, like we usually read them like together at the end of a night and I'm tired and we read a chapter or two and then and they go to bed and I don't really think about it that much but this one i was like you you were gone and i was like reading by myself and i was like oh i have to know because they reveal like a lot of things but not everything there's still a lot of like questions and things yeah the way we divided this up is because there's 22 chapters and we normally do three chapters an episode and so for next episode, we have to do four chapters. Um, Which will be good, though, because I'm sure I'll want to finish it when I get to when I get going on the next section. Yeah. And I could have 
put chapter 19 in this section. I think I probably should have, oh, but well, whatever. Everyone whatever. Loves this a is how we're doing it. This is how we're doing it. So this week we read chapters 16, 17, uh, yeah, 16, 17, and 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter 16 is called Professor Trelawney's Prediction. Mm-hmm. Chapter 17 is called Cat, Rat, and Dog. And chapter 18 is called Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. All important chapters because this is where we really get a big info dump. This is where we learn what the hell's actually been happening the entire yep. book. Yep, 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 yep. So let's go through them. Let's start with chapter 16. Okay. So it's like summer is upon them. It's like sunny outside and bright, but they all have to be studying for their exams. Like that's kind of how it all starts. And I just like, I do very much empathize with like when it's really nice out, it's really hard to like stay inside and be responsible and (laughs) get your work done. Yeah. So um, I felt that. I remember that. Um, Also, they have a very rigorous exam schedule it seemed like it seems like to me like they started their first year with like four or five classes or something and they only keep adding classes like they never take classes away and now they're at like 10 or 11 classes i feel like the way that that classes work is there is a set kind of foundation of classes that you take every single year Mm -hmm. and then you add on elective classes after that yeah, it's so yeah, probably. I think I think you're kind of right. I think it's but they mentioned they exams for classes that like we haven't even talked about in the book at all. Like, oh, I guess they still have herbology, even though that was really more a uh, part of the story in the last book, and they just still have all of these classes. Yeah, they're still going to these classes. They just it's not important for the story, so right. they're not mentioned. The a only lot. important classes are the ones that are new each year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So>. and <laughs> yeah, 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 and so. In this chapter, they do all of their exams. And let's see, they do Transfiguration. Yep. And they do Charms. Yep. Where they were tested on cheering charms, like Hermione thought. Mm-hmm. They did Care of Magical Creatures. Mm-hmm. They did uh, Potions. Yes. Astronomy. Mm-hmm. History of Magic. That's another one that we haven't heard anything about. In Astronomy? This. No, history of magic. No, before you said. Yes. Also, we haven't learned much about astronomy. There is astronomy. Okay. (laughs) That comes out up more in later books. Um, Herbology. They take defense against the dark arts, and then Hermione has a bunch. Oh yeah, divination. And Hermione has the extra ones because they have her exam schedule with multiple exams. Yeah, Hermione's taking like ancient runes, and uh, that sounds cool. Arithmancy, Muggle history, which Muggle I think studies. is just regular history. <laughs> <laughs> so they do all of these, all of these tests, and then, but what's really important in this chapter is divination. Yeah. So for divination, they each climb into the tower one by one, mm-hmm. and they like talk directly to Professor Trelawney, and I think they make them ga- She makes them gaze into a crystal ball and mm-hmm. make a prediction, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Harry has no idea what the hell to do. He's like, just makes it up on the spot. And he yeah. talks about uh, Buckbeak. Yeah. And how Buckbeak's going to survive and get away from the execution. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, kid, you tried. Yeah. You tried. Nice try, kid. <laughs> nice try. 
but then when Harry's leaving, Professor Trelawney does something really weird. And she makes, she kind of like goes into this weird state and makes a prediction. Yeah, she kind of gets like possessed, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I'll read the prediction for you. Okay. It will happen tonight. The Dark Lord lies alone and friendless, abandoned by his followers. His servant has been chained these 12 years. Tonight, before midnight, the servant will break free and set out to rejoin his master. The Dark Lord will rise again with his servant's aid, greater and more terrible than ever before. Tonight, before midnight, the servant will set out to rejoin his master. Is that what you imagine the voice coming out of her to be like? Yeah, that's my Professor Trelawney voice. (laughs) Well, it wasn't her voice coming out of her, right? It was like a different voice because she was just like like catatonic on the chair. Oh, yeah, it says right in a strange voice. (laughs) Okay, so That was my Professor Trelawney strange voice. Uh, Got it, got it, got it. (laughs) I pictured her like kind of like possessed on the chair like all like rigamortisy or something and this voice just like coming out of her but not mm. her speaking. Yeah. But anyway. So what do you make of this prediction? Well, clearly V Dog's gonna show up and he's gonna hit this V-dog? servant. I mean he's gonna have to like possess someone because he still doesn't have like control of his own body or his own being or whatever. So someone is going to be his conduit, just like it has been in the last two books. <laughs> Someone, probably some professor, I don't know, is going to have to be his the person he embodies for the showdown at the end. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, I have a thought about Professor Trelawney. Tell me what you think about this. It was just kind of like hitting me when I was reading it that the magic that she delves in the fortune telling uh future seeing kind of magic is kind of accepted in real life like in in our life like you know we have people who are fortune tellers or psychics or mediums and some people not everyone but some people kind of like accept that as like a real kind of thing but yet in this world, it's like very like eye rolly. Like they're very like they don't really think it's real magic and they're very like, okay, whatever. Like this is just people are just making stuff up. But it's kind of the only magic we accept in our world. I'm just curious about that. Well, I think I d I don't know, but maybe that's kind of a reflection of our world. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know. I isn't it kind of a joke in our world too? Yes, but also like some people believe in crystals or believe in like really actually believe in it. And I just feel like it's um in their world it's like it's like a soft magic and like maybe it's just like too soft for like all their like hard magic like the spells and stuff that they do. I think it's mentioned in here that it's like it's a very tricky school of magic Mm -hmm. i guess like it's not like very few people have the gift Mm. of being able to gaze into the future Mm -hmm. uh and we learn later on i don't think in this book we learn but in a different book we learn that professor trelawney is like 
grandmother or great grandmother was like a really famous mm. diviner, like mm -hmm. she could or seer. She she like famously was actually able to gaze into the future and and make accurate predictions. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's just maybe maybe it's more kind of scoffed at because it's so rare to to get someone that is able to do it mm -hmm. and like i i think most people assume that professor trelawney isn't actually doing it right yeah and she's just kind of like making stuff up to be like a dooms doomsayer and and make right right people scared and right and she says just like fortune tellers in our world in the muggle world she says very vague things right mm -hmm. she makes very vague predictions that could apply to a lot of a things lot of and things. then people take from them i just think it's funny because it's almost like a critique of this kind of magic which is one of the only actual things that we have in our muggle yeah, world it's interesting it is interesting anyway i don't know um also during this time the appeal trial for Buckbeak is going on. I don't think, maybe. Is it going on? Yeah, they're like getting news from it. I think the chapter starts with the note from Hagrid. It says Buckbeak's appeal is on June 6th. Yeah. So I don't think the appeal has happened yet. No, they're, they're like getting news from it as they're like waiting for their exam, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's revealed in this chapter that Buckbeak lost the appeal and is going to be executed at sunset. Yes, which that's what I wanted to bring up, that he lost the appeal and the executioner and everyone is there. But we're just going to wait till sunset for dramatic purposes. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> well, the kids have to stop it, obviously. Right. They got to give enough time so the kids <laughs> can hear get about their it, exams and get then... a plan in place and get there. And also sunset dramatic symbolism. Got it. OK. Yeah. <laughs> so that actually happens. So they go they like get their invisibility invisibility cloak, which was still in the passageway to Hogsmeade. Mm -hmm. Hermione runs and gets it. And then they all run down to Hagrid's and Hagrid's is. Hagrid's really sad and even though he tells them not to come, that's when they get the letter saying lost the appeal right after Harry comes out of his divination exam. Mm -hmm. They get the note and he, they're like, don't come. And they're like, well, obviously we're going to come anyway. And they make it down there and they find scabbers actually in a milk jug in like a jug. Also, in Hagrid's I said house. he wasn't dead yet. Yes, I know. You're very <laughs> smart. <laughs> They find scabbers, and then uh, a bunch of people show up at Hagrid's door. The executioner, uh, who, who else? Uh, Professor Dumbledore, Cornelius, Cornelius Fudge. Yeah. And so the three of them, Ron, Hermione, and Harry, rush out the back door of Hagrid's hut and tr start going back up to the castle when they hear a swish and a thud of the executioner's axe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where chapter 16 ends. All right, so chapter 17, cat, rat, and dog. And this is where we really get a lot of kind of revelations here mm -hmm. in the whole story. So yeah. yeah, you're right. So they're going back to the castle and then Scabbers like it's bites Ron's Losing finger. his mind. Well, because Crookshanks is following them. Yeah, Crookshanks catches up. And they're up trying to stay under the invisibility cloak, but they can't because 
then Scabbers runs away, and then Ron run like gets out from under the cloak and runs away, and then Harry and Hermione are just like, okay, I guess we don't need this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> just leave it there. Yeah. And uh, and oh, so, do they leave it there? I think they just like drop it there, oh, right? Yeah, I think you're right. And then a big black dog comes out of nowhere. Oh yeah, scary. And barrels him down and goes for Ron mm-hmm. and grabs Ron's leg. So this is the dog that Harry has been seeing all over the place and mm-hmm. and he thought it was the Grim and it grabs Ron and it drags him into a hole in the ground underneath the Whomping Willow. Which I knew this was going to come into play. You how did you know that? Because in the map they were like this entrance is under the Whomping Willow, so nobody can use that. <laughs> <laughs> and they try to get under there, but the Whomping Willow is like, no, get away. Also, it's getting near the end of the book, and they got to get under the school somehow. Right. All of these things have to happen <laughs> underneath, like miles, miles underneath the school. Miles <laughs> under the school. <laughs> and then Crookshank, he runs up and hits a little knot on the tree. Yeah, he's like, doop, doop, doop. I'm a cat. And the tree's like... Doing. I'm calm now. Is Don't worry. Is it Crookshanks worry. or Scabbers? It's Crookshanks. Crookshanks, yeah. Okay. And so, so Crookshanks hits this little knot in the tree. It reminds me of the Princess Bride when yeah. they, they're they looking for the <laughs> knot on the tree to open up the pit of despair. Totes. And, uh, and so the Whomping Willow is calm now, and they all go in to follow the big black dog and to save Ron. Yeah. And doesn't his leg break in like a really, it gets like pulled and break that oof, oof. Yeah. oh yeah ron's leg is broken yeah it's gross yeah and then they follow the tunnel and pop up in the shrieking shack because they didn't know where that tunnel led mm-hmm. and they're in the shrieking shack they like follow a noise and they see ron on a bed and he's like it's a trap and then it's a trap and then the big black dog is really who? Sirius Black. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. He's a dog. How did you know that? Because his name is Sirius. Wow. But he's not a werewolf, though. He's not a werewolf. I predicted he was a werewolf. He's not a he werewolf. He is not. But someone is. Someone else is. All right. Hold on. This hold threw on. me. This threw me for a loop. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold okay. On, okay. Hold on. So Sirius Black is there. And it, it's revealed that he is actually a dog, and he's. Do you know what wizards that can turn into animals are called? Animorphs. Close. And and um, they've said it. An- Animagus. Yeah. Anagamus. Yeah, it's close enough. What is it? I think in I think they pronounce it. Animagus. Animagus. An- an- Oh, now you got me totally <laughs> messing up. Animagus. It's, a, it's an animagus. 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 Okay. So Sirius Black is an animagus who turns into a big shaggy black dog. And then he's like confronting Harry. I think he like disarms Harry and Hermione. Mm-hmm. And he's basically is trying to get at something else. He's like, doesn't really want to kill Ron. He's pointing at Ron, but we all think it's like probably like what scabbers or whatever. Yeah. And they're all confused. They're like, why, why, what are you doing? You killed 13 people. Isn't that enough? Yeah. And Harry's like, you killed my mom and dad. Oh yeah. Harry's yelling at him and 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 they won't listen to him. (laughs) Sirius Black is like, you don't know the whole story. I'll tell you, just listen to me. 
Uh, and then I think they they wrestle for their wands and Harry and Hermione get their wands back somehow. And then they are pointing their wands at Sirius Black and then Crookshank jumps on Sirius Black's chest to protect him. Mm-hmm. And because uh, they're buds, because they're they're buds, because they've been hanging out basically yeah, the whole yeah, book. Yeah. Lupin bursts in and disra- disarms like everyone in the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's uh, he's a little confused. And then you see Lupin and Sirius hugging. They like embrace for a long time, like friends. Oh, and then that makes the kids really mad. They're like, what the hell's going on? They're like, he is a bad guy. And in that instant. Hermione gets really upset and and she's like, I trusted you. I kept your secret all year. And then she reveals that Lupin is a werewolf. Lupin's the werewolf. Whoa. Who'd have guessed with a name like Lupin? Not me. Not you? I didn't. Lupine? What's that mean? Wolf? You know what that means? You would know. I've never heard that, but. uh... Lupine. Comes from, from lupus, lupus, Latin for wolf. You were right. right. Thank you. Lupus is Latin for wolf. Lupus. There you go. So. Did you know that when you read it the first time? Probably not the first time. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I guess if someone's name was like Boven, I would have been like, they're a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> We've just, I don't know, every, literally every single name is so spot on with yeah. her. It's just like. <laughs> yeah. Like when you meet a new character, you should just like look I mean, up what the Latin root that's is. That's pretty much what I try to do. <laughs> Except I don't look things up. Okay, so Lupin is a werewolf. And yes. They've basically been trying to like hint at this for the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like uh he's been really kind of ragged and tired the whole time. Yeah. They always explain and Snape him like sick. makes this potion for him when he's feeling under the weather, which sounds really important. And do you remember what the Bogart turned into? I didn't remember that, but um, it turns into the moon. It turns into did the it moon. say the moon or did it just say like a glowing orb? It said glowing orb, and people were like, okay. "It looks like a crystal ball." Oh, but it was okay. really the moon. I was like, I don't think they said moon, but okay, that is a big reveal about the werewolf and kind of like putting all of those pieces together. But I think the bigger reveal for me was that Lupin is Mooney. Right. Mm -hmm. That Lupin is Mooney. And he was one of the people that made the map along with Sirius black and James Potter, Mm -hmm. Harry's dad. And one more person that we don't know yet? One more person that we have heard of, but we haven't met yet. Is it Peter Pettigrew? Yeah, Peter Pettigrew. Oh, okay. If Lupin is Mooney, who are the other ones? Sirius Black is the pawfoot one. Padfoot. Padfoot. Yeah. And Wormtail then, is Crookshanks. You think Wormtail is Crookshanks? Oh, isn't it? I thought Crookshanks was an animagus, too. Oh, Yeah. Because, yeah, you predicted that Sirius Black, the dog, and Crookshanks were all the same. Yeah, 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 I did. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Crookshanks is not an animagus. Don't Crookshanks ruin is just it a for cat. Me. I, that's not ruining anything for you. Is it Hermione the cat? Yeah, Hermione's the cat. <laughs> She's been time traveling and shape shifting. <laughs> yeah. We'll learn, we'll learn about who's prongs and who's uh, wormtail in the next 
couple chapters, I think. Okay, but I thought Peter Pettigrew like wasn't a part of the group. I thought he was like an annoying tag along that they didn't like. Kind of, yeah. But he, what is he one of the four Mooney Padfoot? Yeah, yeah, he's one of the four. Who is he? He is Wormtail. Okay. And yeah, you're right. He's kind of an annoying tag along for those friends, but he was still like a, considered a part of the friend group. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so he is he is Wormtail. But we don't know who Prongs is. Well, you can infer who Prongs is. I bet it's Buckbeak. <laughs> Okay, never mind. Is it Buckbeak? <laughs> no, he you're, had you're, talent. No, you're thinking about this in the wrong way. So it's it's Padfoot, Prongs, Mooney, and Wormtail are the four creators of the Marauder's Map. So it's Voldemort. So Mooney <laughs> is who? Mooney is Lupin slash Werewolf. Padfoot is who? Sirius slash Big Black Dog. Wormtail is who? Peter slash Scabbers. So that's Lupin, Sirius Black, and Wormtail. And who's the fourth friend in that friend group? Oh, James. James. Yeah. There you go. Okay. That's revealed later in a different chapter. Oh, well, stop spoiling we were, we it were for just, me. We were just talking about it, so I thought, you know. I still think it's Buckbeak. Maybe Buckbeak's his dad. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, so... At the end of this chapter, Lupin and Black claim that Scabbers is Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. And And my question, has he been Peter the whole time? Or is it like, does Peter, can he like shift in and out? Like, can he embody the rat and then go be a person? And then, or has Ron just been carrying around a little man this whole time? Animagus can shift their form basically whenever they want to. And that's how Black has been getting into the school and been staying hidden basically the entire time. But when he shapeshifts, he's a huge black dog. Yes. You'll learn more later. Okay. Um, But essentially, yes. Ron has had Peter Pettigrew with him his entire life as a pet. But maybe whenever Scabbers disappears, he's just off like doing human things. Well... He hasn't had him his entire life. He's had him for 13 years. That's a long time for a That's rat. a long time, right? And at the beginning of the book, do you remember when they went to the pet shop? And they uh-huh. were like, Scabbers doesn't look well. And they talked to the, the shop owner and they're like, a common rat shouldn't live this long. Mm, but they also said he had like no magical powers that, right. that they knew of. Right. I like all the animals in this book. Yeah, it's a big animal theme. Yeah, it's fun. That's pretty much chapter 17. Yeah, I feel like it ends like you just want the rest of the story. You're getting a lot of it. Like we kind of know that Sirius Black isn't really a bad guy. He didn't kill Peter Pettigrew because I knew that something was up because they were like, all they found were his robes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he turned into a toe. A toe? Yeah, or a finger. Is it like a finger or a toe? I forgot about that. Um, So he just turned into a little rat and scampered off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of thought something like that happened. You're very smart. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, these were some good good chapters. All the things, like we've been saying, like all the things that seem so random are coming together, which is exciting. Oh, wait, and at the very end... 
Snape shows up. Well, we have to talk about chapter 18. I thought we were talking about chapter 18. Well, chapter 17 and 18 kind of blend yeah, together. Yeah, they just like, they're just continuing to talk and unravel things. Is there any other? Well, there's a couple of things oh, that are revealed. Yeah, thing. so in chapter 18, they talk more about Wormy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. And uh, specifically, they reveal that they talk more about Sirius Black. They say, Black thought that he murdered Peter Pettigrew 12 years ago, but Peter actually escaped because he turned into scabbers and ran away. And then they talk about the Shrieking Shack and how the Shrieking Shack was built for Lupin because Lupin went to Hogwarts as a kid. Dumbledore let him come knowing he was a werewolf Mm -hmm. and they built the Shrieking Shack to basically keep him confined Mm -hmm. and all of like the ghost stories and the noises that came from the Shrieking Shack were actually him when he was transforming. Mm. Is this why Lupin was asleep on the train the whole time because he's nocturnal or something? Are werewolves nocturnal? Maybe they are. I think so. I think he was just tired and old and he needed to be asleep for most of that <laughs> he needed to be present but not really present okay and so they planted it was revealed that they planted the whomping willow to protect the tunnel like specifically to protect the tunnel that led to the shrieking shack mm-hmm. and then after like lupin was at school he made friends with james and sirius and peter and after they figured out that he was a werewolf they all decided to come to become animagus so that they could go with him. That's very supportive. To, shrine, to support him, yes. That's very nice. It's what what good friends. Yeah. And so Sirius was Padfoot, which was the dogs. James was Prongs, uh, which is like a big. Don't tell me. Okay. Peter was the rat, was a worm tail. And so like they all picked their form to like help in some way, like Peter, the rat, could run in under the weeping willow mm-hmm. and hit the little uh, knot on the tree. Mm-hmm. And so they could go under the tunnel together. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a cool idea. Harry doesn't learn what animal his father was at this point in time because Hermione. was a hippogriff. You think it's a hippogriff? Um, it has to be, right? These all, all these stories have to combine. I guess so. I guess we're going to find out. It's And then they talk about how Lupin really thought for a long time that Sirius was serving Lord Voldemort and that he was con- trying to convince himself, even though Lupin was best friends with Sirius Black, he was trying to convince himself that he'd kind of gone to the dark side and that he was using dark magic to get into the school mm-hmm. because nobody knows that they're Animagus. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, they're unregistered. They're unregistered, yeah. right. So they're, no one actually knows, and that's really the reason why Sirius has been going around and and undetected essentially because people don't know that he can turn into a big black dog. Well, this is very exciting. At the end of this chapter, they reveal how James Potter saved uh, Snape's life. It's because Snape was starting to figure out that Lupin was a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And so he was going to sneak in and actually they kind of all tricked him into coming into the Shrieking Shack mm. and he would have been killed by, by Sirius, by Lupin, I mean, by who Lupin. was a werewolf. Yeah. 
And so at the last minute, James Potter stopped it. He and was, was like, like don't, don't actually do don't that. do that. Yeah. So that's kind of how James saved his life, but also how he was a part of the original idea to trick him. Yeah, I don't think that counts as saving someone's life. Yeah, it's weird that Dumbledore would be like, Snape hates your dad because your dad saved his life, which that I'm does, on, that I'm doesn't check on out. Snape's side on this one. Like, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't check out. That's not how that works. And then at the very end, Snape <laughs> shows up at the door. With his own invisibility cloak or maybe the one that they dropped. We don't know. We don't know yet. Mm. We don't know yet. And that is how chapter 18 ends. And that's as far as we got. And that's mm. why you were like, I need to know more. Yeah, <laughs> definitely need to know more. Yeah. A lot happens. Yeah, this is a lot of information at the end of this book. It's pretty but we still have four more chapters to go. I know, I'm excited. <laughs> Okay, so in this series of chapters, we learn a lot about Animagus. And really, this is kind of where they're introduced to us. We learn that there's four that we don't know about, but there's also another one. Uh, do you know of one other character in the story that has been turning into animals? Mrs. McGonagall. Yeah, Professor McGonagall. She's a cat at the very beginning of the very first book. Yeah. And isn't Dumbledore an owl? No, he's not an owl. McGonagall's a cat, but she's registered. And I think there's only seven registered Animagus because it's it really sound hard. Like very many. It's really hard to be an Animagus. Like mm. the spell to turn into one is very complicated and it takes a very long time. And you have to do it at the right time of year and you have to do so many different steps. So it's really hard to become one. But anyway, I thought it would be fun if you took a quiz. Oh, okay. To learn what type of animagus you would be. So what animal you would turn into. And this quiz is kind of like kind of bullshit <laughs> because we all know what kind of animal you would turn into. What, a dinosaur? Yeah. Or it would be some type of dinosaur. Or a whale. Wouldn't it? It would be, I don't think a whale would be a great choice. <laughs> it's not a lot I Be can Becky do. <laughs> loves whales. Yeah. And she loves dinosaurs. Yeah. Really large creatures of any kind, I guess. So you'd probably be something like that. But I thought it'd be fun if we took a quiz. <laughs> okay, cool. You want to do it? Yeah. And I don't know, actually, if I got to choose what animal I would be, I don't know that I would choose whale or dinosaur. I think there would be more fun, interesting creatures to be. Well, think about it. Let's take this quiz. Okay. I have one in my head, but okay. I'll tell you okay. after. Okay. Let's jump into this quiz. This is a BuzzFeed quiz uh, to determine what animagus you would be. Question number one. How do people describe you? Family-oriented, athletic, resourceful, outspoken, elegant, funny, adventurous, intelligent, creative, nature lover. I only get to pick one? Mm-hmm. Well, you know me. How would you describe me? I would describe you as creative, intelligent, funny, elegant, resourceful, athletic, nature lover, adventurous. You're saying all of them. <laughs> um Creative I, is one that comes out to me and intelligent. Yeah, and between creative and nature lover, and uh, creative nature lover, I'm going to go creative. I think that's how more people might describe okay. me. Which is your dream career? <gasps> a wildlife vet? We were just talking about that last night. Yeah. I wanted to be a vet when I was a little kid. A nurse? No. College coach slash PE teacher? Definitely not. A movie animator, mm. a museum curator, mm. a mechanic, a renewable power engineer, 
photojournalist, a YouTube star, or a runway stylist? Okay. Despite one being close to what I actually do, I'm going to go wildlife vet because I really wanted to be that when I was a kid and I love animals. Nice. Pick a Harry Potter character you relate to. Oh, I don't know a lot of these. Yes. I'll read off the ones that you know. Okay. <laughs> Hermione Granger, <laughs> Neville Longbottom, Molly Weasley, Fred and George, Lupin, Hagrid, and Harry. Oh, man, there's so many I don't know. There's only three you don't know. The three that she doesn't know are Luna Lovegood, Nymphadora Tonks, and Flor de Lacour. I like Flor de Lacour. Um, out of the ones that I know... Which one do I relate to? Yeah. Uh, I guess Hermione. Okie dokie. Pick your dream wizard career. Ooh, okay. Are you going to be a Quidditch star? Mm. Are you going to be an Auror? Auror are like the magical police. Mm. Are you going to be a curse breaker? A custom robe designer. Ooh, I like that one. A dragon tamer. An That's artist cool for the Daily Prophet. Mm. A wand craftsman. Ooh, I like that. A professor at Hogwarts. Are you going to own a magical joke shop? Uh. Or it could be a chef at the Leaky Cauldron. Oh my gosh, these are fun. Um, wand craftsman or custom robe designer. Those are the most interesting to me. Although I like the curse breaker picture because it's like a sphinx in ancient Egypt and I like ancient Egypt. I do like designing clothes, but I really like doing crafts. Like, yeah, I think I'm going to go wand craftsman. Cool. Pick a skill to learn. Survival and foraging. Baking. Not baking. Makeup and hair design. <laughs> writing. Aerial acrobatics, scuba, mm. sustainable gardening, DIY building, martial arts, or pottery. Ooh, I like a lot of these. Okay. Does it have to be something I don't know? Like scuba, I do know, but, mm. and like writing, I don't know. I guess, does it just mean just like pick something? Pick your favorite, you'd... I guess. Okay. If I was going to get really skilled at something, I'm going to go writing. Okay, writing. Okay, next question. Whether you are a wizard or a muggle, you need a pet. Is it going to be a parrot, a husky dog, a retriever, a greyhound, a miniature goat, a fish, a tabby cat, a rescue mutt, a Bengal cat, or a ferret? Rescue mutt. Rescue mutt. Like Theo dog. That was quick. Mm-hmm. You've won the lottery. Pick nice. a trip to take. Are you going to go to a photo safari in Botswana? What's a photo safari? It's a safari where you just take pictures. Okay. Are you going to go <laughs> on an archaeological tour of Greece? That sounds fun. Are you going to take an art lesson in Beijing? Oh, that's cool. Are you going to do a family reunion? Definitely not. I just won the lottery. Are you going to go <laughs> camp or canoe in Sweden? Are you going to volunteer on Honduras? Are you going to go to all the Disney parks in Asia? <laughs> are you going to go surfing in Australia? Or are you going to work on a ranch, stay in Argentina, or shopping spree in New York City? Okay. Let's 
a lot of options. There are a lot of options. I like camping, canoeing in Sweden, or an archaeological tour of Greece. Mm-hmm. Camp canoe, Sweden. Okay. Pick another way to spend the winnings. Are you going to be the ultimate designer? Shop? Are you going to go on an ultimate designer shopping spree? No. Are you going to take a year to travel around the world? Probably. Are you going to go back to school? Mm. Are you going to buy your dream classic car to fix up? Mm-mm. Are you going to build the ultimate home gym and sauna? Are you going to buy a loft to be used as an art studio? Are you going to buy a bigger house for your growing family? <laughs> Are you going to build a home theater and gaming room? Are you going to make a huge donation to charity? Or are you going to buy an RV? Oh, my gosh. I like to buy a bigger house. Don't click it. I like to buy a bigger house for your growing family because it assumes that you already have a house. Um, So let's go um, travel the world. Yeah, that was an easy one. You're hosting friends. What's the plan? Are you going to do a paint and sip night, a campfire cookout, video game showdown, a global takeout trivia night? a murder mystery dinner, a black tie cocktail party, a neighborhood cleanup or picnic, pumpkin carving, Super Bowl viewing or playing touch football, or no friends over, <laughs> just a family game night. Um, Whatever that global takeout and trivia, I don't know what that is, but I want to do that now. Global so. takeout slash trivia night. That sounds fun. Let's Let's do it. All right. Finally, last one. Pick your robe color for the Yule Ball. The Yule What's Ball Yule hasn't ball? Yule Ball hasn't come up yet in the books. It is a um, it's it's a dance essentially. It's like a gala or a ball. It's a it's just a dance. Okay, these are very strange pictures. Is it gonna be a weird pink color? Wait, no. You describe these colors. What color is this? <laughs> Swirly bubblegum pink. Okay. Crystally purple. That is not a color. That's a texture. Gray, I guess. <laughs> Carrots. <laughs> That's orange, okay? Orange. Um, green. Bright green. <laughs> banana yellow. Black. Wood grain. <laughs> wood grain brown. Um, white. White. White gray. White architectural thing and blue sky. Right. What what color dress are you gonna wear? I need to know more about this Yule ball. Like, okay, the it's it's a traditional dance that doesn't happen too often. It happens around a special occasion, and I believe in the book it happens around winter time. Winter. Okay, then I wouldn't go with my favorite color, yellow. I don't know. I like the wood grain picture. Okay, cool. wood grain. It is. You're a cat. <laughs> Most your, basic. your animagus is a cat. Your curiosity <laughs> and adventurous spirit have you constantly restless and on the move. You love to see and try new things. You're also you also love to meet new people, but sometimes it's at a distance. Your big wait, there's read more. Three <laughs> <laughs> three additional words. You're big about things being on your terms, and they have a picture of a cat which looks like is. A, Driving a car, maybe. <laughs> okay, I'm not. There you super, go. You're a cat. I'm not super happy with that. That seems a little basic. Also, I like how they just like throw some through some shade at the end. You're big about things being on your. Turn. They're like, oh yeah, this one thing about cats we forgot. 
you're a control freak. Okay, that the questions were okay, but um, yeah, that wasn't like the tightest quiz ever. And the cat is really boring. Are you taking it for you now? I'm gonna take it really quick. But as I take it, what were you actually thinking? If you were gonna be an anime guest and you got to like completely choose, what do you think? I think one of the funnest animals to be would be a river otter. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Because you get to like swim in the water really well and be on land and like just playful and curious and cute and you live in little groups and you have good friends around. Um, I think that would be a really fun animal to be. And you mate for life and you hold hands. Actually, that's sea otters, but still, it's really cute. And you have a favorite rock. Don't you think I would be good having a favorite rock? <laughs> <laughs> don't you feel like that suits me? I feel like you already have a favorite rock somewhere. I don't, I haven't seen it, but I feel like it exists. I do have a special rock. There you go. It's in our living room. There you go. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just finishing this up. Oh, I'm a cat too. <laughs> You're the same cat. You picked like all different things. I'm also a cat. Ever, I think everyone that takes this quiz is a cat. Oh I bet they have three animals. I bet it's cat, dog. They had such a rat. deep dive of questions and like with a lot of options just to give everyone cat at the end. <laughs> for For people out there wondering... On the like official Wizarding World website, they do not have an Animagus test because I would have done <gasps> it there, but they don't have one. So, okay, okie dokie. You ready for predictions? Yes. The last four chapters oh of the gosh. book. Okay, so for Becky's predictions, I'm going to tell her the names of the last four chapters. I'm going to tell her the major characters that play an important role. And I'm going to tell her the major locations that play an important role in those chapters. And then I'm also going to tell her uh, any interesting tidbits of information or curios that are going to help her connect the dots and make a more accurate prediction. You ready? Yeah. All right. Chapter 19 is called The Servant of Lord Voldemort. Chapter 20 is called The Dementor's Kiss. Chapter 21 is called Hermione's Secret. And chapter 22 is called Owl post again. In these chapters, the major characters are Professor Snape, Professor Lupin, Sirius Black, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, Scabbers the Rat, Peter Pettigrew, a werewolf, 100 Dementors, Cornelius Fudge, Dumbledore, the Executioner, Buckbeak, the Whomping Willow. Got it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the major locations are the Shrieking Shack, the Forbidden Forest, the Hospital Wing, outside of Hagrid's Hut, the Forbidden Forest again, the Hospital Wing again, and the Hogwarts Express. And the one interesting tidbit of information or interesting curio is something called the Time Turner. That's all. Okay. Okay, wow us with your prediction ability. A lot is going to happen. I have a pretty bold prediction for the end of this book, and then I have another 
side prediction about how J.K. Rowling came up with the end to this book. Oh, okay. Know, right, right. Okay, I'm going to do this one a little bit differently. I'm not going to go chapter by chapter. I'm just going to kind of like broad strokes say how I think this is going to all play out. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So we all know at this point that Sirius Black isn't really like the big, big bad guy that we thought he was. Whatever he did before, whenever he like killed all those 13 people or whatever, we're just going to go ahead and say like he was possessed by Voldemort. That's probably what happened, right? Yeah. So that happened. And maybe the same way, like maybe Lord Voldemort possessed Trelawney during that big prediction thing. So Lord Voldemort can go around and possess different people. We've seen it manifest in many different ways. So that's probably going to happen again. Here's the other thing. I've known from the beginning of this book that we've talked about that there's a time travel element to this book. And we have this, the time turner thing as a curio, but it has not really been used in any like cool or interesting way so far. So far, the only way time travel has been used is so Hermione can take extra classes and that's really boring. So we're going to have to use it in like a way cooler, way bigger way. Like it's going to come into play to like save the story, I think. So here's what I think is going to happen. Things are going to go very, very wrong. Like they're all at the Shrieking Shack in Hogsmeade and like Dementors or 100 Dementors are going to come to Hogsmeade and gather around them and like chaos is going to ensue. Uh, Harry Potter is going to get the Dementors kiss, which essentially like kills him, right? Isn't that, don't they like take off your head or something? They suck out your soul. Yeah. So that's going to happen. People are going to be screaming. People are going to be dying. All of this stuff's going to happen. Like they're going to be trying to save each other, but like things go so, so wrong and like people die and people get really, really injured. And at like the last possible second, Hermione is going to use her time turner and we're going to reset to like earlier that day and nothing will have happened. And they're going to get another chance because they have to save Buckbeak somehow, too. They're going to get another chance to play through the day knowing what they know, but they'll, they'll get to reset the day. Basically, if you've ever seen the movie Galaxy Quest, <laughs> it's going to be an exact carbon copy of that ending. If you haven't seen the movie Galaxy Quest, like, what are you even doing with your life? But where they get to the end everything falls apart and then they get to reset the clock 13 seconds to fix all their mistakes. I think that's what's going to happen at the end of this book. And then are you ready for my side prediction? Yeah. Alan Rickman. He's in galaxy quest. <laughs> this book came out the same year as galaxy quest, which means <laughs> that you look that up. I did. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to get my facts straight. Okay. This book came out in summer of 99. Galaxy Quest came out Christmas Day, 1999. But that also means that it was filmed like the year before. So Alan Rickman filmed Galaxy Quest with that ending 
And then J.K. Rowling was like, I don't know what to do with the ending of this book. And he was like, I got an idea for you. I just did this movie that no one's ever going to watch, so you can steal this ending. And she was like, that's a pretty good idea. And then she wrote it into her book that came out before the movie. So that is what happened. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Great, great stuff there. Um, So you're telling me that you think that Alan Rickman went to J.K. Rowling? Yeah, because they were already buddies from like filming the first movie together. When was the first movie filmed? Oh, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't check out. I'm pretty sure (laughs) Alan Rickman had no connection to Harry Potter at that point. He probably did. Okay, well, that was a great prediction, (laughs) Becky. How do you think the book ends, though? Buckbeak is saved, and he's an animagus. And he's Harry's father? No, that would be too much. He's (laughs) Harry's uncle. He's Harry's uncle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What happens to Sirius Black? Oh, he gets to just be a dog. That sounds pretty nice. Cool. Well, I think that he... Do they fight Voldemort? I think he gets, like, exonerated from Azkaban because he didn't actually do any of that stuff. It was Voldemort doing it through him, and they can prove it somehow. Okay. All right. Hey! (laughs) Thanks so much for those predictions, Becky. We're going to go read those chapters now. Finish the book, and then we'll come back next week and talk about what the hell happened and about those predictions. I and hope it's right exactly that. Maybe we should call up J.K. Rowling and see how she got the idea for it. Yeah, we can't call up Alan Rickman. No, unfortunately. I don't know if J.K. Rowling would. I'd take rather. Calls. I'd rather talk to Alan Rickman. Me honestly. too. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Anyway, thanks so much everyone for listening we really appreciate it we are having a blast and we can't wait to finish up this book next episode we hope you join us then we have some social media things we have an instagram we have a twitter we also have a website called uh, muggles where we post everything all the time all the episodes are up there thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time bye bye bye